1: Welcome to Good Calls with Dean Blandino, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, what's up? Dean Blandino, another episode of Good Calls. As always, I got my producer, Travis Hansen. Travis, what's up? What's
2: going on, Dean? Welcome back. Thank How you. was was
1: uh, Miami, my friend? Miami was great. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. I want to talk about okay. your new nickname, which you are no longer Travis you are now the Caucasian rattlesnake that's that's your a name. Great name that is and you are you are it's a perfect nickname because you are very caucasian you're you're extremely caucasian but you're also like sneaky dangerous like you don't yeah, people I'm right, don't you know, I'm a rattler
2: exactly get Too close i'll strike <laughs>
1: I'm telling You <laughs> You sound dangerous. <laughs> and, and
0: should that be his rap name, or should that be the name of the first album?
1: No, that that could just, be my rap it name. Could be. You know what? <laughs> you know what my you know what my rap name is? What the rhyme Nocturus? Wow. Yeah, no. <laughs> Did Luca make that up? No. You ever you ever saw you ever see? Uh, no. Um, what movie was that from? Or
0: what? Show no, I it's saw from that.
1: Flight of the Concords. Oh, right. One, yeah. one of, yeah. I forget who it was one. One of them was was rhinoceros. The other one was the hip hop Wow, yeah, so yeah. good.
0: That show's so great, so
1: great. They're the best. But all right, so <laughs> Caucasian rattlesnake Joe Madrid on audio. Joe doesn't have a nickname. He's just a douchebag.
0: Thanks, guys. Douchebag. Guys.
1: <laughs> so let's go Super Bowl. Super Bowl fifty four. Chiefs win 31 20, An interesting game. Not a lot in the first half. Um, of officiating wise until, and I remember even texting you guys that, that it was pretty quiet and no one's really, no one's talking about the officiating this week as a, as a major story, but there's definitely some things to talk about. And I think the overall approach of the crew going into the game um, was that they were going to let them play. And that's what it felt like. And, and I think you know, whether that was intended or not, that is definitely how it played out. And this is the type of game where I feel like there there wasn't anything significant that says, you know, and there's, there's definitely some plays to talk about, but there wasn't anything like a, a a huge train wreck or anything where where it's front page news, but they were letting them play. And I think, and we're going to talk about a little bit later, how that plays into the hands of one team or the other and how that has an impact, but... Let's start with really the play. The play of the first half was the Kittle OPI at the end of the half, and, and mm-hmm. it ended up being a big play because and it was weird because the the Niners, it was almost like they weren't they they were in a tough spot because the Chiefs were punting, you know we're just inside two minutes the Chiefs are punting from midfield the Niners had timeouts remaining. And they elected not to take the timeout. And so the Chiefs were able to run some time off the clock. And And I get it. It's kind of a tough situation because do you conserve the time for when you get the football or, you know, risk now the Chiefs pinning you down deep. Now you go three and out and the Chiefs now are going to have extra time on the clock. So tough spot. No timeout. And then it felt like Shanahan was going to kind of go into the half. He ran the ball conservative. Now the Chiefs started taking timeouts. Then they hit a big play on third down. They hit a big play and they got to about close to midfield. And then the Kittle play happens. And it would have it would have given them the ball first and goal, I think, just inside the 10. There was only about seven seconds left. So it would have been points at least or an attempt at a field goal. What did you guys think of the call in 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 terms of OPI? Did you think it was there? I'll, I'll give you my opinion in a second. What did you guys think?
2: Yeah, as soon as I saw it, I thought it was. And I thought he pushed off. He pushed off twice, even like the second time was even more blatant than the first. But I, I definitely thought it was a
0: good call. I agree. I think. I hated it, but I thought it was called properly.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think when the official... I think that first contact wasn't enough, but, but that second, the arm was fully extended. And it's interesting because the rule says, you know, a push-off to create separation. I felt this was probably less creating the separation, but it was maintaining the space. And I think it was Sorensen okay. who, was, who was the defender. He couldn't close that gap. And there was definitely an advantage. I don't think... Kittle necessarily had to do it. I think he could have made the play regardless. I don't think he it at all. But it was, you know, and it was the back judge in the middle of the field who's watching it from the inside out and that's the the official most likely is going to make that call because from his angle he can see that extension where the deep wing official is looking through the bodies and can't see that extension. So, you know, I did obviously a big call. I thought it was I thought it was the right call, but then you get into this business of now now people want to compare that to what? The Kyle Rudolph play in the Saints-Vikings playoff game that was not called and was not reviewed in terms of a formal review. If you watch those, and I saw some things on social media where they played them side by side, they're very similar. Now, obviously, different games, different crews. It's not a perfect, you know, a perfect parallel. But, again, when you put those two plays side, side to side, they do look very, very similar. Um, so that was really the first half, and then really San Francisco seemed to have the game under control. They were up. They were up twenty ten going into the fourth quarter. The Grapallo was playing really well. At one point, he only at one point I think he was eighteen for twenty one. He uh, the, the play action passing was working well. Their defense. They were putting pressure on Mahomes. Mahomes wasn't able to. You know, they caused a couple of turnovers. He wasn't able to really let loose. They had the ball. The Niners had the ball with about eleven minutes to go in the in the fourth quarter with a ten point lead, and then it kind of fell apart. It it, it kind of fell apart, and it started at least on the officiating side. There was a play with nine forty seven to go in the fourth quarter, and it was a third down play. and And Shanahan, Kyle went crazy on the sideline, and a lot of people thought it was because Garoppolo got pushed near the sideline and knocked out of bounds. That was legal. The contact started in bounds. And, uh, and, but what Kyle was upset about was he thought the Niners he thought that the, the chiefs were offside. And if you watch that play there, there, the chiefs player did go early, but so did the right guard. It was really a false start. If you watch the right guard on that play, he's clearly out of his stance. The chiefs defender reacts to the guard moving. And that's why it looked like he was offside, but it really should have been a false start and the Niners should have had a play over. Obviously they would have been, you know, five yards back, and but third they, 19, yeah. Man, yeah. So look, uh, how many times do you convert on third and 19? Not many, but it was a false start. So I think that kind of, and then they went to review. I thought it was the fourth quarter, seven seventeen. I think it was Watkins. Um, they ruled a catch. And uh, I thought Kyle showed a lot of faith in his players because there was no replay, but two of the defenders were signaling incomplete that the ball hit the ground and uh, and he threw the flag, you know, risked that timeout, and it did. The replay showed that the ball hit the ground before uh, the receiver um, gained control of it, so he got that overturned. And then they yeah. Other... And
2: during the broadcast, they only showed the two angles of it, and it, you couldn't really tell. It's on the, interesting those two yeah, because and we're... then and then they came back. You knew they had a million cameras of the game, so like there would be a shot that showed it.
1: So, there there it was. was. So what we were we were in. I was in the in the green room with the pregame crew. And with Terry and Howie in that group. And so we we had the we had the um the clean feed without the commercials. And so they were <laughs> showing a ton of shots during the break. And those obviously so what happens when when Everyone at home watches the commercials. The replay booth has what is called the clean feed. So, So there are no commercials, and they are seeing whatever the truck is putting out at that time. So typically when that's the case, the truck will just what they call dump the bucket, and they'll show all of the angles that they have available. And they showed a ton of angles, and there was one from behind that clearly showed the ball hit the ground before he was able to get control of it. And that's why they overturned it. Um, but it was, you know, it was an interesting play. But then really the one that I want to talk about is the Damian Williams touchdown, the the, the the go-ahead touchdown in the fourth quarter with about 250 remaining. And everyone was focused, and it was close. They ruled touchdown, and it was extremely close as to whether his foot was out of bounds with the ball breaking the plane. And we were even debating it in the, in the green room. And there were a couple, Kurt, Kurt Menefee, a couple that thought it was short, Couple of others, Terry Stray. They thought that it was too close. I thought it was too close to change, um, but it was really close. But the thing that that I wanted to talk about on that play is if you watch Travis Kelsey, he's blocking downfield. Kelsey blocks Richard no, I never Sherman. Saw that. Yeah, he Sherman. Sherman had him one on one, and you know Williams comes out of the backfield, and Kelsey. Clearly extends his arm, and he's blocking more than a yard before the ball is caught, and it actually prevents Sherman from getting over and making the play. Not called on the field, scoring play, so everything's reviewed and not stopped in replay. And it just goes to show, again, that that the rule, if it's not called on the field, it's going to take a very high standard, a very high bar to get it called in replay. Because they could have
0: added that, correct? They
1: could have added it. It's a scoring play. Doesn't have to be challenged. It's open to automatic review, and pass interference is a reviewable aspect. And but they were they were so focused on the foot and did the ball break yeah. the plane. I don't know. I would imagine. Look, you have to look at all reviewable aspects. You have to, and that includes the play at the goal line. That includes now potential blocking downfield, push offs, things like that. Because obviously those those fouls they're, they're going to negate the score, and uh, and so if you go back and watch that play. It is a foul. Is it egregious? No, but it is a foul, and uh, and I think that's one that I know San Francisco will be sending in um, to get some. Right, well, I have a question about that play. Yeah. Super Bowl. How do they not have a goal line camera? Well, it's so there or were there were there were a million cameras, and the shot that we kept going back to was. Almost down the line, but we don't know. Look, the cart. There's different configurations. The stadium. There's so many people on that sideline, and so getting the cart in position to, to look right down the line. I thought we had a, a almost down the line look, and I don't think you could change it even with even with a perfect shot down the line. And the pylon cam. I don't know if pylon cam would have helped because the the football was above it, and sometimes with that pylon cam. If the ball is not close to the ground, it's tough to tell. So, again, it was it was a really interesting play. But, again, that Kelsey blocking downfield, that's one that, you know, I, I would definitely think that San Francisco would want some clarification on. One other thing, before I get into kind of big picture, there was, you know, a fourth and ten where, where Garoppolo got – they ruled in the grass. And a lot of people were saying it should have been delay a game. Um, that, if you watch that in real time, that's the mechanic of the back judge is responsible – In the middle of the field, they watch the play clock. The play clock goes to zero. Then they look at the football. If the ball is being snapped when he looks, there's no foul. And if you watch it in real time, that's basically what happened. There's a little bit of a delay from when he sees the clock go to zero to when he sees the football. And I thought the replay that we showed on the air, it was in slow motion, so it made it look a lot worse. In real time, it was like bang, bang, and it was not one that's going to get called. Let's talk just overall, and and we had talked to, you know, Kyle Shanahan had brought up to, to us in the production meetings before the game that he was concerned about the Chiefs and especially their secondary and the holding. And the Chiefs led the league in defensive holds for the season, the regular season. They, I believe they were called for 21, 17 of which were on their cornerbacks. So he was very concerned about that going into the game. And the concern was... Super Bowl postseason, the mentality sometimes has been let the players decide, let them play, and he was worried that that was going to be the case, and they didn't get called. I think there was one, there might have been one defensive hold that was called, and uh, and so I think that kind of had an effect. But also, what even more importantly, I thought they were very liberal on offensive holding, especially on. I, I thought I thought Nick Bosa got held quite a bit, and it just felt like they were not. They were not going to call it, and and yeah. if you watch that Eric Fisher Nick Bosa matchup, I thought Bosa got held quite a bit, and uh, and even on that, if you watch that third and fifteen play, the big the big play they made to Tyreek Hill, if you watch that play, it looked like Bosa was getting held. And look, holding is so subjective, but it did feel like the officials took the approach of they were not going to call uh, call things unless it was. Blatantly obvious. And the problem with that is if you have one team pushing the envelope, that gives that team an advantage. And I think that was, you know, I think it, I think the officiating affected the Niners more than it did the Chiefs. I saw, a but I, I was, when, when I'm watching the game, there's multiple times ago, you know, that's a hold, nothing.
0: And then a buddy of mine who he called me up the next morning, and he's like, Hey dude, what, what happened with the holding? I, I was seeing holding on every call. Did they, and and I called you and we talked about it a little bit. Then it, it did seem like they said, hey, we're just going to let them go. I think yeah. they should alert them, though. Like, they, the team should know, hey, we're going to really – so that way each team – because like you said, one team starts pushing the envelope. The other team still kind of playing well, look, by the and, rules. And that's
1: an approach – look, that's an approach. The Both teams scout the officials, and they know going in. And I would imagine both teams knew, and Kansas City especially knew that, okay, because the whole thing was, look, is their offensive line going to be able to hold up – the, against the Niners front four because the Niners front four is ridiculous. And so that that matchup okay if you call that if you call that loose that favors the Kansas City offensive right. line. If you, you're taking if you call advantage. It tighter that's going to favor San Francisco. And and so being liberal impacted how San Francisco was able to get, you know, two to Mahomes. Look, they did and they fought through it. They did a great it job. It
2: seemed like they got through. Yeah, it it's not the reason
1: they lost the game, but it's just, again, it's just talking about that mentality. And and it's something we when I was at the league office, we we preached against that. And but the numbers are tough to debate. When you look at fouls per game in the regular season, just take the last four years, you're averaging between 15 and 16 fouls a game called. Okay. In the postseason, okay, you are between eleven and a half and twelve and a half called. Okay. So this year going into the game, it was about twelve point seven per game, where it was around sixteen per game in the regular season. That's three and a half fouls per game that are not being called. Those are big, big situations that, that could impact games. And so you always teach the officials call the game if it the way we called it in week two is the way we got to call the Super Bowl. And uh, and again, that's something that it's an ongoing thing, but it is a mindset in that big game because I get asked that question all the time, you know, is in the Super Bowl, do you want that called? And I would say, look, I want it called in week two. I want it called in the Super Bowl. It, we're, we're playing, we should be playing under the same set of rules. So um, that's the, uh, you know, that's kind of the breakdown. I do uh, I do want to talk a little bit before we go to break, just about kind of the, The environment before the game, it was really an unbelievable environment. That stadium, the place was electric. And one thing that they did do, and I don't know if they showed it on TV during the pregame, but both teams stood on the 24 yard line yeah, they for it. for a moment of silence obviously for Kobe and the people that lost their lives in the helicopter crash also had a moment of silence for Chris Dolman who was a, a great player for the Vikings for many years that that lost his battle with brain cancer and it was a, it was a pretty emotional moment and I thought it was just pretty cool um to have that and then again you know who even if you if you are a niner fan If you had money on the game, if for whatever reason, it's tough not to at least feel kind of good for Andy Reid. I mean, oh, I am with you, totally.
2: This this guy
1: is—he's one of the greatest. He's one of the greatest people that I've ever met, and the guy and I have you know just so many stories about him. I remember when he first went to Kansas City. And we had a meeting, we go, we would visit in the spring, all the coaching staffs and go over the new rules. And I went in, I went in before the meeting and sat in his office and it was his first year in Kansas City. And he said, Hey, you got to come back for training camp. I haven't been here very long, but I've gotten, you know, there's a great barbecue place over here. (laughs) And he had all the, like, I'm sure in Philly, he knew he knew all the great spots to eat, but if you know Andy, like Andy, Andy's not shy. Andy's gonna. Andy likes to eat, and he's like, "Yeah, this spot, this spot is great." And you want to go get some good Italian food. But the thing I'll always remember about Andy Reid is when I left the NFL in uh, after the 2016 season to go to Fox Sports. Now, I didn't, I didn't tell a lot of people what was going on, and 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 I didn't want to make it a big deal. And then the league announced it, and the first text message I got. Almost immediately after the news was announced, was from Andy Reid, and it wasn't it wasn't anything. Um, he just asked if everything was okay with me because he didn't know why I was leaving, and so his first thought was, "Are you okay? Is everything okay?" So that that tells you, you know, the type of person that Andy Reid is, and why so many people were were so happy for him. And I do want to, and again, this this is probably I want to take some credit for it because I think I'm cool, but. I texted him. I texted him today. Congratulations on winning the Super Bowl! And I want you guys to guess how long it took him. This is the guy that just won the Super Bowl. I'm sure he's getting a million texts. Yeah. How long did it take him to respond to me? Well, I was going to go
2: quick. You're pretty big time. I would go under five minutes.
0: I was going to go that's high. That's I was going to go way up there because of how many texts he's probably getting. But the text, the what you just tell, told us about there, Are you okay? I'm going to go. I'm going to go under
1: ten. Now it wasn't that quick. Okay. It, he uh, he I texted at I texted at nine forty five. He texted me back at ten fifteen. So pretty still good. thirty minute window. I feel pretty good. I feel pretty Joe good. About that. It, took about Belgic, it took Belichick, it took Belichick like three weeks to, to text me back <laughs> last year. So
0: that's one of those uh, soft flexes that you just dropped. <laughs> that <right> is <laughs> that is a soft
1: flex. With that note, let's let's go to break. When we come back, we're gonna talk halftime show. We're gonna talk about Tom Brady. FOMO, and uh, and some other things that happened during the week down in Miami. Oh, a little XFL preview tip next on Good Calls. Yeah. What was... Yeah. The- hey, what's up? We're back on Good Calls. And I want to talk a couple things. Halftime, Tom Brady, but also I want to talk about, we came up during the break with Travis's Travis's music name is is the Caucasian rattlesnake. His first album will be called SWG, because that's for those of you that 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 haven't listened, the standard white guy, right? And then and then his 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 first hit song will be called Dump the Bucket. So and you gotta shout out, I mean, he's gonna like shout out Wyoming and like places in Wyoming. And stuff. The video is is Travis rollerblading like somewhere in Santa Monica, and it's going to be in, cut off, be, in cut off denim shorts, yeah, in shorts. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. It's we, so you good. know what? We really got to make that happen. Oh, I, I'm, I agree. Or well, at least you, the album cover. Yeah. Um, the other thing we do is Travis sent us a headshot. Oh my! And <laughs> so what I like to do is I just post the headshot, and then I'll text a group of a group of our friends Travis's picture, and then local man and what the local man did. So one of them was like local man arrested at park for practicing karate on swans. So it's like that kind of of stuff. So we might start a night, we might start an Instagram page, but we'll, that's in the works. All right, let's get, let's get down to it. Tom Brady, a lot of people that where I was with was like, oh Tom Brady can't can't have a Super Bowl that's not about him so he has to like he has to have this commercial he has to post this like tweet about him is he gonna retire and then the whole Hulu commercial I didn't have a problem with it I don't if if Hulu came came if Hulu's like, hey Tom what's up It's Brad from Hulu like I don't know who did it but like <laughs> we're gonna pay you a million dollars and you're gonna do this Hulu commercial. Who? Yeah, I'm in. Like, what's what's the big deal? But people are like, oh, Brady, you know, can't make it. Have to make it about himself. So I don't. What do you guys think?
2: I'll I think take- it's great marketing. I think it, I, if you're going to take yeah. that money every time, you're going to take that money every 100%. time. Like, Hundred percent. I mean, to leave it hanging like that with his free agency and penny, you know, it's it's a great call. It's a good call by Hulu. It's a good call by him. Stay relevant. Make your make your work. I mean, I don't
1: think Brady Even needs hire. to do anything to stay relevant, but he's no, it's just but, the yeah. first Super Bowl in the four that he hasn't been a part of. But he, what do you think, Joe? Oh, uh, it's
0: great. I mean, sure.
1: Oh yeah, Joe doesn't really
0: feel. Strong I don't really care
1: one thing or another. whatever. Okay, <laughs> people did care about the halftime show. I care and, about that. And there was a lot of. I want to talk about what you guys thought. I personally, I've always. I've always been a fan of both. I've never really been a huge fan of either. But I'm like kind of like, oh yeah, they're great. But I thought Shakira killed it. Yes. I was I thought I thought J Lo J Lo was good, but I thought Shakira was great. I'm on Team Shakira too. Right. Team Shakira, Travis, what do you think?
2: I, I was actually uh, siding with J-Lo, and I got some uh, some mad texts from people about that. But I, they like, were she were great for they, being
1: 50 years old. It's like she Well, people great. were saying, she you sang. know, I have a problem with that, too, because I'm 48. And people are like, oh, for 50, <laughs> you can move. Yeah. Like, you could do – like, it's is not dead. Like, I don't get it. No. Like, you can do – they're like, oh, Shakira's 43 and J-Lo's 50. Yeah, so what? Like, I've always – I take the approach when I turn fifties, the new 20. Like, that's for me. Like, I don't – no, I'm, one, I'm going yeah, the other way. No one's ever said that. I know, but I'm going the other way. Unfortunately, <laughs> I feel like I was much more mature as a 13 year old as I am now. But anyway, I'll go through another midlife crisis next week. But, um, but I thought I thought the sh- it was I thought it was good. I thought the one thing that people were we were crying when it happened was the Shakira blah, 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 <laughs> yeah. the saying? tongue thing. We were <laughs> crying. Person that I, I, I hung out with watching the game, Stray am was on one side of me, and the person who I hadn't really spent much time with, who I am a very, very big fan of, and is Christina Pink. And Christina does, you know, our she's one of our sideline reporters, and she does. And we were crying. We were laughing when, when Shakira did that. But we both, you know, thought that it was, uh, you know, a, a great show, but people, you know... There's people have a lot of time on their hands because Fox was getting a lot of emails from people saying that they couldn't their children couldn't watch the halftime show because there was too much, I guess, shaking going on. Wow. I thought it was I, I didn't think there was anything indecent about it.
0: When your hips don't lie, that's exactly, just what happens. Exactly. You know, That's exactly. part of the deal.
1: But I thought uh I thought I thought Shakira was uh killed it. And and J Lo was good. Um I did so Let's talk. I want to give you guys an opportunity to just ask me some random questions about Miami. I was, I was there since Wednesday, went out a little bit, parties, dinners, stuff like that. Just ask me a couple questions. Best party. Best party. I did go to okay, my first bar stool event. Okay. They they got that they have that stuff figured out. They have a legion of fans. Yeah. It is unbelievable. And I've never been to a stool event. I know, you know, I know those guys. I've been on. I've been on part of my take, um, but this was my first event, and it was, I guess, the rough and rowdy. They do, you know, they do like a boxing yeah. type thing. And I show up. It's at like this kind of big indoor outdoor setup, and it is just mobbed with people. I mean, mob, I mean, and then you got like Joe Burrow was there and Cam Jordan and all these kind of like football players and celebrities. And I'm watching these two little people fight. And then like, it was, and it was so funny. And then, but I, I got recognized more at the barstool party than I've ever been recognized. Like I literally felt like Brad Pitt. Did you jump up to a B? (laughs) I clearly jumped up to a B at just this one (laughs) two-hour window. (laughs) Like, these two-hour window. like These guys, and I was taking selfies, and this one guy, the bar, it was so many people, and it was raining, and the bar, you couldn't get to the bar, and the one guy's like, hey, he's like, D, you want a drink? I was like, yeah, but I'm not going to fight through all those people to get to the bar. He goes, don't worry, dude, I got you and pulls a beer out of his pocket and gives it to me. That's a bar. (laughs) Light right out of the, and I was like, yes. So it was, it was definitely warm. It was, it was, no, wasn't, it wasn't warm. It wasn't ice cold, but it, but it wasn't warm. Um, so I, that was cool. You know, I did, I did get to hang out. I saw, I was at another party and I saw Warren Sapp, you know, Warren's been on the show and I've known Warren for a while. And, So I'm hanging with Warren. He's showing me pictures. He caught his first swordfish and he's showing me pictures of that. And then Michael Irvin comes over and I've known Michael for a little bit. So now it's me, Warren Sapp and Michael Irvin and we're talking about the you and we're just hanging out. And then the one person who would make this little group complete was there and came over and it was the one and only Uncle Luke from Two Live Crew, Luther Campbell. Me, Warren, Michael Irvin. Did you
0: tell Peter him Campbell. that you know the Caucasian rattlesnake? I, I
1: didn't. I I was going to. I didn't want to start like a whole like beef thing, and so I didn't mention the Caucasian rattlesnake. But I really feel like that's. I really feel like we could do something. Yeah, like maybe, that. maybe they could do like a collab. We could do it. Oh, that would be. And it was yeah. So it was just a surreal moment for me, uh, growing up a, a Miami Hurricanes fan, and just this whole. This whole thing, so I, that that was pretty cool. But what else? What other I questions? I was going to
2: ask is that. The best. Uh, what was the best celebrity interaction you had? Oh,
1: you of, like, know what? Celebrity? And I think I, I don't know if I did. I I had so many questions I wanted to talk to him about, and I didn't. But I I I ran into Drew Brees on the sideline before the game, and we we caught up and we were talking, and I kind of like. After we were talking, I was like, ah, oh, I had like eight different questions I wanted to ask him. But, and Drew Brees is not, Drew Brees is 5'11", if he's, I don't know what they list him at, but he's, he's maybe 5'10". So, And he's <laughs> even more insane how good he is. At, that he Did you is, ever
0: see him do that thing where they were throwing the skeets in the air and he was hit, hitting them with
1: the football? Unbelievable. That's insane. He's unbelievable. So that that was like for me because he's a guy that I've always looked looked at as, you know, not just an unbelievable player, and a, but but like an ambassador for the league and just like does things the right way. And and so, you know, we had a, a good conversation. Um, so that that was one that sticks out. I got to hang out with, um, you know, Jake Glazer at a party. So I got to hang out with... Guy Fieri a little bit, and he's you know I'm I'm a I'm a burgeoning chef, and I want to do my own. Did my you own show food him pictures network. of the uh, tenderloin? I did. I wasn't going to do that, or the Wellington. I, no, I wasn't. Oh, you, I, I wasn't. That's gonna a figure, missed like, opportunity. That's like coming to, up to me and, and showing me pictures of, of you know a flag football game and asking me if it was a catch or not. I didn't want to be that guy. Like, hey, look at this beef Wellington. The beef Wellington was legit, by the way. But
0: I think that would you would have gained a little bit more respect right there.
1: I think if we, if we hang out again... You just say he inspired you to him, do it. And Gla- him and Glazer are boys, so if we hang out again, I'll get it. You could
0: get moment. on that show. He does that thing where he cooks in his backyard and he invites random people. Over. Yeah,
1: that would be cool. That would be cool.
0: If you would have showed him the Wellington, it probably would have happened. You missed it. All right.
1: Well, I guess... It's I'm like, gonna oh, see.
2: we're going to bring in Dean Blandino to show I off missed, his cooking I missed, skills.
1: I do have... I'm going to do, do a YouTube channel, The Ref Chef, and I'm going to do... You watch. But, all right, now it's my chance to ask you guys questions. We're oh, gonna, boy. The XFL kicking off on Saturday, all right? And I want to ask you guys, how much do you know about the XFL? Because I know a lot, and I've been handling their officiating for them. So I'm going to ask you guys, can you name all eight XFL teams? No. Try. <laughs> is there a Predators? Yeah,
2: Wildcats, Reneg- Renegades. Um, yeah. Gosh, I don't know. The I LA need to learn Wildcats,
1: and- the Dallas Renegades. Yeah. Two, that's it? Joe, nothing? I got, I, Yeah.
2: Let me let me think here. Um, oh, there's dragons. Dragons. the dragons. Seattle dragons. Seattle dragons. Seattle
1: uh, dragons. Um,
2: gosh, I should know these. I was just looking at the schedule. Uh, Isn't there one
0: in Travis? Tennessee? No, I know.
2: There's a there's a team in Tampa. There's a team in Nashville. There's a in, team. Not a team in Nashville.
1: Nashville's in Tennessee. Uh, there's a team in Tampa. You there's guys a team are, in New York. That team is uh, the Chiefs playing Kansas, right? <laughs> yeah. that's All right. right. So we'll go, <laughs> let's start East. So East, you've got the New York guardians. They're, they're going to play at Met life. Okay. And you've got the DC defenders. They're going to play at Audi field. You've got, you've got the Tampa vipers, the Tampa vipers. They're going to play at Raymond James. You've got the St. Louis, you got the St. Louis battle Hawks. They're going to play, um, at the dome, um, and then we're going to go west. You've got Dallas Renegades. They're playing at, at Arlington, Globe Life, um, the old baseball stadium. The the Houston Roughnecks, they're going to play at the U of H, T-D-E-C-U Stadium. Seattle Dragons, like Travis mentioned, they're playing at Century Link. And, uh, and then the L.A. Wildcats that are going to play in, in Carson um, StubHub. So those are your eight teams. Now... XFL rules, NFL rules, OK, except for a couple different changes. There's it's it's the college catch rule. So one foot, any body parts, so not nice. two feet, one foot promoting offense. It's, I like that. It's the college downfield rule in terms of linemen can be up to three yards downfield if the ball crosses the line of scrimmage. If the ball doesn't cross the line of scrimmage, they can be as far as they want. Um, that's to promote again the passing game, pre, you know, the screen game, all of that promote offense. Kickoff's gonna look different. The kickoff is is and this, I'm excited to see how this works because there's been a lot of talk about the kickoff and injuries and, and changing it and going to other options. But what they did was they said, okay, when the ball is caught by the returner, where on average are the kicking team players and where are they on the return team players? And they said They looked at a ton of tape, and they said, on average, when the ball is caught, here's where they are. So instead of having that long run-up, they just put everybody at the start of the play where they were, on average, where the ball was caught. So you're going to have 10 kicking team players. The ball will be kicked from the 30, just the kickers back there. You'll have 10 kicking team players on the return team's 35 lined up, 10 return team players on their own 30, so five yards apart, and then a returner deep. Neither team can move from their restraining line until the ball is touched. If it hits the ground after three seconds or the ball is touched, whichever comes first. So it looks more like a scrimmage play and you don't have that big run up. The ball has to cross the 20 yard line in the air in order for it to be legal. If it doesn't, it's dead. It's a penalty. Can't kick the ball out of bounds. If you Kick it out of bounds. The return team will get the ball at the kicking team's 45-yard line. So it's a significant penalty. If you want to go onside, you have to declare you're going onside. Then it looks more like a regular onside kick with the 10-yard difference. So that's the kickoff. 25-second play clock. Dedicated ball spotter. So eight officials on the field, college mechanics. A ninth official who can't throw flags but is just responsible for spotting the football. The play will end. The ball spotter will put the ball down and then wind the play clock. So there's going to be some time between the end of the play and when the play clock starts. Outside two minutes, incomplete pass, out-of-bounds plays, clock stops, and then it's wound when the ball is made ready for play. Inside two minutes, after any inbounds play, the game clock stops after five seconds, five seconds. So it allows the offense to use the entire field and not have to just focus on the boundary when they're out of timeout. So again, promoting comebacks, things like that. There's a three-point try. You can go for one from the two, you can go for two from the five, and you can go for three from the 10. So the nine-point game is no longer a two-score game. The 12-point the game is no longer a two-touchdown game. So again, I think there's going to be closer games. Overtime. Overtime is going to be different. Overtime is like a soccer penalty kick. It's like it's like a shootout in hockey, where each team gets five tries from the five yard line, and they alternate tries. And whoever has the most at the end of five wins. If they're still tied, they go to sudden death. So should be pretty interesting to see how these rules play out. But a lot of time and effort went into it, and uh, and I'm excited. We're gonna have four uh, four games a weekend, ten weeks, and then a, a semifinal round in the playoffs, and then a championship game in. Uh, the end of April. And I want you guys.
2: Yeah. I'm exi- yeah I'm, I was going to say, I'm excited for these new rules of the, the three that you mentioned there, the kickoff. Like I'm excited to see like what their strategy is. It's like guys are going to drop back from the kickoff team that, you know, play as kind of a safety or everyone's going to 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 go after the guy. And if he breaks one, one seam, he's gone because it's him and the kicker. I think that's going to be awesome to watch and all those conversion, different conversions would be cool to see. It's uh, it's going to
1: be exciting. Yeah but I would expect next week you guys to be more up to speed on the, on the teams and everything else. Next week, I'm going to quiz you on the head coaches. You know, I'm a
0: visual learner, so I have to, I have to
1: watch. Okay. So you'll watch. we got two games on Fox. The other games will be on ESPN, ABC um, this weekend. Done. Got it. We'll be watching. All right. All right. Let's, uh, let's take a break. We come back. I got a couple of things I got to get off my chest and, uh, We'll do Brana Blendino and then whatever else you guys want to talk about on Good Calls. All right, we're back on Good Calls. Couple of things that happened to me. Just I wanted to. I wanted to get you guys' take on it because there's rules involved in this. And, and we'll climb back. I was back. First of all, Miami Airport. They, I mean, what an efficient job! Uh, They were worried there was going to be so many people going out of there. Obviously, Monday morning is busy to begin with. Now you have the the day after the Super Bowl, and so I got to the airport two hours before, and I was at the gate in like fifteen minutes and had a lot of time to kill. So they did a great job. On my flight, this I have never heard this before, but they were contemplating not. We were contemplating not taking off. And deplaning because they the catering was off and they didn't have <laughs> enough meals and they didn't have enough crew meals and they were concerned because there wasn't eleven crew meals and then they were talking about they because I guess they changed planes and they didn't have enough and and they were literally talking like this like the the flight attendants were going back and forth and they were counting like we have fourteen burgers we have nine salads we have um, twelve sliders. And, and then the best part, like I I literally laughed out loud when he they were going through counting. They were trying to get to 43 and, and they were counting like 16 burgers, 12 sliders, 15 salads, back and forth. And then the one guy goes, and what about this random lasagna? And I started laughing my ass ass off that there was like one random lasagna that was just sitting there. And he's like, like, he's the like leftovers what is, in the yeah. he's like, what about, what is this? And I was like, I'll have it. It was, I was <laughs> crying, but I wanted to ask you guys. So one, one flight attendant was like, it is what it is. We're going. The other flight attendant was like, no, we're going to make this, we're going to make this right. And then there was one flight attendant that was like, eh, not really caring. And then they said the crew was, the flight attendants, you know, when they announced, thanks on behalf of this L.A. flight crew. So they were from L.A., New York, and Detroit. So who do you think was the one that said, it is what it is, we're going to go? The one that was like, no, we we can't leave without, with short crew meals. And who didn't give a shit? Detroit didn't give a LA shit. L.A. didn't give a shit. Oh, okay. Oh, Travis. Detroit so didn't wrong. give a
0: shit. New York says it is what it is, and L.A. said we need the food.
1: A hundred percent, Travis. Give oh, me a man. break.
0: Are you kidding me?
1: <laughs> He's from the wild. You man. are so Travis God. would have would have pulled That's everyone so on the plane. Easy. Would you guys? What, what do you guys yeah, think? Yeah, was like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm Travis, also known as the Caucasian rattlesnake, and and do you, what do you think? Like somebody's not gonna have a meal. I mean, we could chop and, these burgers up. Y- yeah, exactly. Maybe we could make we could them all them. sliders.
0: Everyone wins. And,
2: does, is anybody just started pulling things from people's bags Like is, hey we're going to have enough food like, Does, you does anybody like Italian food because we
1: have a lasagna <laughs> <laughs> Well like, wait Mr. Blandino's up here he can have lasagna So then I'm listening to that and then I'm listening to this Woman behind me talk about The guy that she's dating And she's making every decision Based on what he does on Instagram <laughs> I, was, oh, god. I was like I wanted. I was like oh my god Like I wanted to turn around and be like Can you please like you seem like a nice person. Why are you so worried about he? She's like, well, first, you know, that's how we met. He started like watching my stories and then he was commenting on on some of my posts and then we met and and really hit it off and then, like he then he stopped calling, and I noticed he wasn't watching my stories.
0: I wonder what happened in between
1: those yeah, two yeah exa- exactly 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 <laughs> now he's not watching my stories. And then, like now, he's watching my stories again. I was like, "No, there's definitely. It's not just what happened on Instagram. Like, what what did you do? Like, what did he do? Like, what's going on? Is that how we're basing relationships oh, dude, today?" No, I, so I was I was in
0: Scottsdale at the waste management before I came out, and there was this there was this guy, and we're sitting in the bar, and we're hanging. And he's like, "Dude, look at that girl. She's gorgeous." And I'm like, "Yeah, go talk to her." He gets on Bumble. Oh god! Slides the radius down to one mile so he to see if he could find find her. her And I go, "What are you doing? She's standing right right there there in
1: front of you. Go!" No, these young kids. It's crazy. Like I remember, not that I was never, I was never really good at that. I was never really good at breaking the ice. But I remember, like you, you had to go talk to a girl or whoever you were interested in, and you like wrote her number on your hand or on a piece of paper or on a napkin. And then if you, God forbid, you got the number and then you've, dude, where's the napkin? Where's the number? Or, like, remember, or yeah, I remember waking up the next morning and seeing that
0: napkin on your night saying like, yeah. oh, I'm a hero. Yes, Look exactly. at this. That's when do exactly. I call? How long do
1: I got to wait? Now answer? it's like sliding into the DMs and it's, it's a whole different thing. She was like literally basing everything on the fact that he was watching her stories and then he wasn't watching her stories. I was like, oh, my
0: God. Maybe your story stu- sucked.
1: I Maybe. Like, step up your game. Like, st- it was, yeah, I can't. I don't know. Yeah, don't the know. dude would not go talk to the girl. He looked
0: for her on Bumble. You must not be single because you're not on Bumble. Are you crazy? Mm, no,
1: that's not the case. Like, go up and
0: say
2: something. I'm such a dinosaur. I don't even know what stories are. I don't even know. You're a, a rattlesnake. You're the
1: rattlesnake. You're not a dinosaur. I Travis. Hide in, I
2: hide in the bushes. You hide in
1: the bushes. Give me a little rattle, Travis. What does that sound like? Come <laughs> on. Give me a little like a little Shakira. <laughs> it's just the last
2: is the cackle. It's just the cackle.
1: <laughs> then the other thing, so I want to ask you guys opinion on this. So I had I had two I had two cameos that I had to do and I refused to do them from the Super Bowl because I was like you're not getting a Super Bowl cameo. You got to pay extra yeah. for that. You got to pay. Like, you're, extra not getting extra. Getting a, <laughs> you're not getting a Super Bowl cameo with Patrick Mahomes in the background based on the normal fee, right? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Uh, no, you know, I yeah. feel like you should have should just have given extra. someone the lotto.
0: Like, look at this guy. He and would you've been, seen my cameos.
1: How, I sent you one. I dude, put a lot of work into. You put a fine. lot of work in your cameos. I put a lot of work into my cameos.
0: I was telling some of that today. I said, "This guy, he's talented. You and should see his cameos."
1: Yes, but but I to me like there has to be, or if I do it, there's got to be like a big tip. Now again, I'm not worried about all my cameo goes to charity, but and I don't charge a ton. But if you're gonna do, well, you have been Super saying Bowl, you should up your price. I know. I, um, I don't. It's, it's not a big deal, but, but I did, and the other, and I did, and I said it. I forget who did I say it to, and they agreed. They're like, "Oh no, Super Bowl cameo! You got to pay extra for that." I can't. I but how, you didn't give them the option to pay extra. <laughs> yeah, I just. I guess you are right, but I guess maybe. I'd feel it. Just. I am still, still other, waiting for my referral for my the cameo. By my the way. other cameo. My other cameo.
0: Five bucks. I'll do whatever you want.
1: Super so, Bowl. A couple of a couple of other things. News on the news front, on the ice cream news front, and I feel like this should be a new segment, but Ben and Jerry's is coming out with a cannoli flavored uh ice cream. Wow. Ridiculous. Oh, wow. So we're gonna see what that is. Are you all a cannoli
0: about. purist like you are a bagel and cream cheese purist? Or can they add like
1: chocolate chips and Well, cannoli. some cannolis do have chocolate chips. You got yeah. the mascarpone and then the yeah, I'm I'm not a like I'm not a a cannoli purist, but I, I mean, you beat me up in front a- of people inside no, the studio the about the thing bagel. Thing. you know, really I told some, weird. I've told
0: other people about my strawberry bagel with
1: it. Uh, what is my, it? Was, it's a it's a jalapeno
0: bagel, a jalapeno bagel with <laughs> strawberry cream cheese. It's amazing. Oh,
1: God, it's not. It sounds weird to me. It does, I right? I mean, I just that. grew up on Long Island, and we would go get my dad. Would, my dad would go get bagels, and we'd get like cream cheese, regular cream cheese, and we'd just sit and like and just. And then sit in like a gluten coma, like have like four of them, and then just yeah. yeah but you
0: never expand your horizons. You just go straight bagel, straight cream cheese. I'm trying new things bagel, over straight,
1: here. Straight, yeah, plain bagel, straight cream cheese, or plain bagel with butter. That's, that's butter and doing.
0: jam is is my jam.
1: No, although I did we used to do pizza bagels back in the day. Oh, look at you! Yeah, put a, I little, love that. Put a little sauce. A little. Wow. And then the other thing, and this is just before we do Brandon Blendino, I literally said this out loud today, to myself, to no one in particular, that I was, I was like putting, I don't know, pots, I was putting, cleaning out the dishwasher. And I said, I really need a proper casserole dish. <laughs> I said that out loud. Like, I, like, what is that, Travis? what What is that? Uh,
2: I have no idea. I what, don't know
0: what to think
1: of that. I, right? I I don't know. But I did say that out loud. Let's go, Brandon Blandino. All right, let's do it. A long pause. Want
0: to drive in a Lincoln with Matthew McConaughey?
1: (laughs) Okay, so yeah, you've seen those commercials, right? Like I've never like like. Okay, here's the thing: if you told me that I could have a Lamborghini, whatever, like what's the nicest car?
0: Tesla? Probably.
1: No, stop. (laughs) Like a Bugatti, whatever. If you told me I could have a, a I could have a Lamborghini, or I would drive around in a Lincoln. Navigator with Matthew McConaughey every time. I take McConaughey every time. Do you see those commercials? Did you see where he goes ice fishing? It is. He went ice fishing. It is not. It's it's an experience. No, I've never been ice fishing. Here comes Wyoming. That's Wyoming. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Minnesota. But I've never. like. It is an experience. I saw Matthew McConaughey at Friday night uh, NFL party. He was. I was kind of hanging out with... You're doing a lot of flexing today. You're doing a lot of flexing today. I, was, no, 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 <laughs> flexing I didn't today. talk to him, though. I didn't talk to him. I was kind of hanging out with the Joneses. I know I get in trouble when I do that, but I was hanging out with Jerry Jones Jr. <laughs> and Matthew was with Jerry Sr. Um, and we were. I saw him. He was wearing a big cowboy hat. And, and I was just like, look at it. He's... He's just University of Texas. Cowboys. Do you think he
0: drives a Lincoln in real life? That's the question. He
1: better because he better. I want to I drive with Matthew Bagani in a Lincoln and just be like, dude, what are we doing next? Like what's, this is amazing. Like what, show me, See, what show do you think me, conversations show me the options. Like show me, show me what this car can do. Where are the seat coolers what, at? Yeah. Where Matt? the, ooh, what is the, what is the lumbar support? Give me the ambient lighting. Tell, teach me about this. He, he, and you know, we're just going to do something cool. Um, but yeah, give me one more. All right, okay, me one me more. more.
0: New Orleans hype guy. Oh,
1: I I, yes. I don't think I know, this
0: has a ring a bell to be. Yeah, was I know when
1: I bring it up. I want to be one of those New Orleans hype guys. If you ever been to a bar on Bourbon Street, oh yeah. Okay? If you ever been to a bar on Bourbon Street, they have they have. He's not or she's not like the singer of the band or even the DJ, they just have a microphone yes. and they just get people hyped. Like they just, they like may sing a verse yeah, or they may yell for the crowd to put their hands up. That's their job. How many of you guys ready to see the Caucasian yeah. rattlesnake? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's ready to strike. And they just, I want like... As like a, a part-time job.
0: Dude, that'd be awesome. Those dudes are awesome. Yeah. I was talking when we were in New Orleans, I was talking to Steve about that. Go, this is this guy's job. That's his job. Look at him. He's, Come on, ladies, get up on stage. Let's yeah. go.
1: He's like, wait, anybody who's from New York, put your hands up. Yes. And it was like, yeah, he wasn't, wasn't with the band. He wasn't the DJ. You think you could do that? Uh, I think I could do that. I think I could do that. What do you think that guy does Monday through Friday, though? Yeah, well, I don't know. Whatever it is, people around him are fired up. I don't care. Like they yeah. are, they're an they are, like if he's if he's, he's a accountant. bank teller, people are excited right. to to do transactions. Oh, you want to make a withdrawal? <laughs> oh, you want? Who? We got a withdrawal in the house. This man's pulling out hundreds. Well, yeah, I mean, this guy, the hype guy. Now we're gonna do the hype guy in different in different in different places of work. 100%. Dude, that guy was awesome. Taking out the those trash. guys. That's are,
0: that that's a good one, right? Good random Brandon Blandino there.
1: All right, that's the show. This has been Good Calls with Dean Blandino. Please follow me on Twitter at Dean Blandino and Instagram at Dean.Blandino. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Rules Podcast. And Be sure to rate our podcast on the iHeartRadio app and on Apple Podcasts. Good Calls with Dean Blandino is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app,